Joey, it is June 12th of 2016. This is episode number 50 of The Chopping Block. Damn. So 50, we're, uh, we're definitely up there now. Yep. We're middle-lifed. We're going to have a midlife crisis. and uh, We're going to go run off with a younger podcast. And- yeah. And then we're going to see that we ruined our original podcast, and then our life will fall apart. Oh, man, that sounds like my life now. <laughs> uh, we took last week off. Um, there wasn't a lot of news to report on. No. Um, also, we were lazy. Yeah. But I think more importantly, <laughs> we were just a little too lazy. Um, what have you been up to these last couple of weeks, Joe? Anything? Uh, Let's see. Uh not a whole lot. We've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Yep. Um, just been super fun, maining Roadhog. Uh, yeah, uh, like other than that, I haven't been playing anything else. Haven't really had time to do anything else. I, I've uh, I bought a new movie. Uh, it's about it's a documentary about uh, this LA punk band called The Descendants, and. Um, it's a pretty interesting little documentary. It's fun. It was a nice, fun little watch, but also uh, had too much Dave Grohl interviews, so that was kind of a downside. Um, but other than that, like, it, yeah, like it was, it was a pretty good watch, a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I saw, I, I watched Goosebumps recently. The Jack the, Black one? The Jack Black one. I saw that it was on Netflix, and I've been meaning to watch it, but every time I'm like, eh, watch something else. Like, I didn't expect a lot out of it at all, but then, uh, like, I just kind of like, okay, I just watched it on whim when I was doing something else, and then I was like, okay, that was surprisingly not horrible. And then also, it was just kind of like, just kind of kept, just stuck in my head a little bit, and then I just wanted to watch it again. I ended up watching like three different times, like over like last couple of weeks, because it was just kind of. It's definitely not great, but it's definitely not bad. It's above good. It, it's a solid. I would say like a good. solid like seven and a half. You okay. know, solid like seven and a half, eight out of ten. Yeah, it's the. Uh that's good. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I was just watching it. Kind of. It, it reminded me of uh, of uh, Hocus Pocus in a okay. way. Like um, just kind of like a group of kids, you know, and you know Jack Black kind of, which is essentially kind of a big kid, you know. Does Jack Black play Jack Black in no. this movie? He plays R.L. Stein. I know, like, but like, it, is his R.L. Stein really Jack Black? Actually, Jack Black. No, okay. He he plays it in such a in, in a different way. It's so weird. Because but, don't get me wrong, I love Jack Black, but ninety percent of his characters are just Jack Black. <laughs> you know? I think I think ever since School of Rock, that's exactly how it, how yeah. it has been for him for the last. Like he tried to do something different with uh, with King Kong, but it didn't work out. What was that other movie that he did where? Uh, um, he was like a morticianer or like something weird. And oh, like Bernie! Bernie! Yeah, with Bernie. the one, Bernie with the like, pretty uh, good. Where the old lady died. And he yeah, he's like he's like court, he's like courting this old woman, and then like he like she just drives him up a wall so so much that he ends up killing her. Spoilers, um, and like the entire town can't believe that he did it. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I think I've watched it maybe once. That must have been a good little while ago, but I remember that I was like, this is. This is a non-Jack Black, Jack Black movie. <laughs> yeah, like, but um, like Goosebumps was was solid, man. I I definitely say you know just 
watch it if it's if it's on Netflix. Just take a watch. Like take that's a what I've been meaning to do. Hour and just, to watch um, it. They just added Jurassic Park on Netflix and I already got the box set on Blu-ray. I know, but it, you don't have to get up and put anything in your in your uh, Xbox to be able to. Watch I've already. It, so. I've, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen Jurassic Park. I can't even. I can't even fathom the amount of times I've seen it, and not even as a kid, but in my adult life as well. I can't. It's even. such a good movie. I mean, it's like it's really. I would consider it timeless. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, even like for it, the the CGI effects have held up for so long. With that, because a lot of it isn't. It's not full CG. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is practical with CG added to it. Or, you know, yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny to think that during that time that Spielberg made Jurassic Park, he also did Schindler's List. This is like two polar opposites of movies, but um, yeah, but uh, see, okay, so other than that, I haven't really been doing anything else. Johnny, what have you been doing? Um, like you said, we've been playing a lot of Overwatch. I've been doing that. Um, I don't think I've really watched any movies in those last couple weeks. Um, I bought Zootopia the other day, and I'm excited to watch that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching some TV shows. Okay. Um, I don't know if I already talked about this, but I watched Wayward Pines, the first season of Wayward Pines. Pretty good. We're checking out. Um, there's some mystery that's kind of there that is revealed like halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a final kind of like twist. Okay. Cause so I believe one of the producers is M. Light Shyamalan. So I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Whatever. What a twist. So, <laughs> so like I heard of wayward pines, but I don't really know what it is. So it is, uh, it's based on a series of novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basic premise is, uh, let me just set up the story for you. There's this uh, secret agent that is looking for these missing agents. Yeah. These agents that have gone missing. Um, so he's driving through, uh, I believe it's Idaho, because uh, that's where Wayward Pines is. Mm-hmm. He's driving through Idaho, and he's in this car crash. He wakes up, and he... He wakes up from this accident and walks to the nearest town, which is Wayward Pines. Um, he's trying to get a hold of the outside world, mm-hmm. uh, but he can't. And there just seems to be all these forces preventing him from uh, from leaving. Okay. Um, and there's twists associated with that, which I'm not going to get into and spoil. But this sounds like it's. Uh Real uh, Twilight Zoney, it's sort kind of, of uh, yeah. It, it has a, a little bit of that Twin vibe. Peaks type of deal, yeah. Where um, you know, as this, as things progress, you realize that there's certain things happening. And um, spoiler for like the first couple episodes, uh, Ethan Burke tries to leave. I think this happens in the first episode. Ethan Burke, who's your protagonist, the secret agent, mm-hmm. um, he tries to leave Wayward Pines. But the area's walled off, and uh, there's pretty much no leaving. Okay. And that's explained. That gets explained later on and everything, but uh, it's pretty good. We're checking out. Uh, if you have Hulu, you can definitely check it out on Hulu, because that's how I watched it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've been watching some dumb TV shows, uh, like always. Yeah. Um, you really should be catching up on your Puppet Master 
series. I, I, I need to watch uh, the second movie. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably do that sometime <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, and I'll, I'll I'll come back with my uh, with my book report for it. Thank you. Um, but I've been watching this show called Skin Wars. Um, what? It is a reality competition show with um, Dave Navarro. No, that's Ink Masters. But I've been watching. I've been watching that too. But uh, <laughs> Skin Wars is a reality competition show with people who are body painters, and okay. they do body painting art. On is this people. on Sci-Fi? This is on Game Show Network. Okay. Um, just a little, bit, a little bit below like, the rung of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, that being said, it's pretty fun and get to see naked people. Sort of, yeah. I mean, almost naked. Yeah, they're they're wearing pasties most of the time, but nah, the imagination can take care of that. <laughs> this seems like a show for pervs and Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Two distinct, separate things. Um, but there, it, I watched the first season of it, and and I kind of chugging through the second season of it. Is um, it like painful to watch? Uh, some of the stuff is actually not too bad. Uh, but there's some people who are painful to watch. Okay. Let me go ahead and see if I can bring up uh, one of the guys. And you're going to be like, oh, shit. The whole time I watched this show, okay. I named him Final Fantasy. Because he looks like a character <laughs> from Final Fantasy that didn't make the cut. <laughs> Here's one picture of him. And to the people listening, I'll post these on the website in the uh, in the description. Just like swipe uh, left, I guess, and you'll see more pictures of this guy. But I'm talking about this guy named Gear. He looks like he looks like that kid who wore the Naruto headband to school every day. I mean, he and, wears like, a just, weird bandana thing. And he's got weird hair, and like underneath where his bandana is at, he's got cheetah print like etched into his head almost. Oh, he has that shit dyed into his hair. Yeah. No, it's like tiger shit. And he's so. such a cringy looking dude to look at <laughs> the man. whole time. And he just acts like a fucking weirdo. Like he's constantly like putting his two fists together and like bowing. And there's at one point where he was like, don't worry, guys, this is not my first rodeo. And I was like, oh, my God. He think, yeah, I'm guaranteed he knows that's a joke and he's trying to make it funny so fucking hard. And it was pretty fucking funny to watch. It's easily look how artistic I am, guys. Just, and then just in the same guy, let me go ahead and show you another dude from the same season. Uh, this dude looks fucking... Like I said, he looks like a Final Fantasy character, right? Like, <laughs> um, let me bring up this other dude uh, who was also in that first season of Skin Wars. And this guy, my name for him was Guy Fieri <laughs> because he looks like this. He looks like douchier Guy Fieri. He looks like he's got like pink and red and yellow in his hair and then an undyed brown like little goatee like, thing going on. So he looks exactly like Guy Fieri. His roots are showing too. Yeah, it was funny because that's one of the things Anne mentioned while we were watching like episode 8 and 9. She's like, you know he's been there a while because his roots are showing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this motherfucker, I swear to God. 
Like, oh man, but he thinks he looks really good too. He looks like one of those guys who like walks out of the house like I know I look fucking good. He's like, like, you guys can't fucking handle this shit. Um, yeah, so the second I probably should be mentioning the second guy we're talking about is uh, this dude named Dutch from the first season of Skin Wars. Either way, both of these people look ridiculous. Watching them like you know, <laughs> like compete and just talk is just hilarious. Um, either way, uh, go watch the first season of Skin Wars. The shit was Johnny, what are you hilarious. doing with your life, man? No, absolutely nothing. He's <laughs> has been killing it every day, killing it. And then I started watching this new show, another reality competition show on the Shane Game Show Network called Steampunked. It is a steampunk competition show. No. No. The next time you come over, I'm going to make you watch the first episode of it. It's completely ridiculous. And I'm just like, all this stuff looks like shit. And it's completely impressive. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, so I've been watching a lot of shitty TV recently. Yeah. Um... Other than that, I don't think I've been doing too much. Just playing Overwatch. Um, I played a little bit of Rocket League. I hadn't played that before. Yeah. Um, pretty fun. It made the rounds, man. It's, it was a big thing on the PC for a while on Steam. It was a big thing on the PlayStation 4 because it was yeah. it released as a one of their essentially equivalent of Games with Gold, the PS mm-hmm. Plus games. Um, I'm surprised it took this long to get to Xbox. Yeah, I think they might have had some kind of like ex- exclusivity thing. Um, by the way, uh, pretty fun. Um, other than that, nothing much, man. Yeah. Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. And I just kind of want to play Overwatch right now. Yeah, I know. I kind of like my Xbox is right next to us, so I kind of want to play it. And, All right, let's get through this uh, shitty podcast so we can uh, <laughs> like, let's, play Overwatch. Let's fuck these losers. He's <laughs> like, you guys are lucky you're getting a show today. Um, Nobody loves you. So when we do record, I would say each and every week, but when we do record, we tend to bring you the news in gaming and movies. Um, so last couple weeks in gaming, Joey, we've seen a shitload of trailers. And it makes sense because E3 is happening at the sites. We're recording on Sunday. Uh, EA just had their press conference, but this is having their press conference a little yeah. later. Um so all this E3 stuff, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, this is we'll, we'll talk about all the trailers that have released pre E3 though. Yeah. Um, one of the things that has been uh, announced or released was the Destiny Rise of Iron trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, I believe it's going to use that same guy from the Iron Banner as the like main protagonist guy in it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the trailer, Joey? I mean, obviously it's a cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. They showed uh, smidgens of gameplay stuff, but not you know too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so like you and me and you know our you know co collaborator every so often, Chop, um, have kind of been over Destiny, you know, um, for a while now. We haven't yeah. we haven't bothered to play it. You know, I kind of wonder why I even have it still. Um, I should really just trade it in. Uh, but um, the trailer looks really good. And it's really fun looking and everything. It's pretty. Very shiny to look at. Yeah. But um, other than that, I don't really see anything that really draws me to it to want to go buy it. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Destiny's kind of... 
I don't know. It, it's past its time. Maybe. I mean, there was a lot of good concepts there, but I feel like everybody was just kind of disappointed with the like lack amount of like worlds. Of shit and, to do. You know, yeah. I mean, like every you know map you go to, every planet you go to, you you can kind of like go throughout the entire thing in like maybe twenty minutes, and then you know go back to your starting point. Yeah, and there's what like I think there was like three. There was Earth, the Moon, and uh, Mars. Mars. Yeah. So there wasn't really a... At launch, there wasn't really a lot there, and they've added... Uh, they added two DLC packs after that that were kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they had the Taken King, which kind of shot some life back into that, but not enough to bring everybody back. Yeah. And... So I don't know, like, and what sucks too is that there's a lot of really cool ideas there, like you said. I mean, I really like we were kind of talking about it earlier. Um, I really enjoyed the mix of sci-fi and fantasy elements yeah, together, yeah. like how the you know kings and queens and warlocks, wizards, and um, other like high fantasy uh, level concepts, but kind of like laid on top of a this sci-fi, this really deep sci-fi um, futuristic you know, world fucking. Roddenberry-esque yeah. type of type of stuff that's been just been thought through so well and you know really interesting character designs and all the other stuff I just really wish it came together more cohesively at the end so that way I would still be interested in playing the damn thing I just kind of wish there was more to do yeah because it's pretty repetitive and you can only do the same raid so many mi- times exactly you can only run the same mission so many times before uh, you know it just gets kind of tedious and yeah before we just go like, you guys just want to play Call of Duty and then just go play mindless Call of Duty for the next like yeah. couple hours or whatever the fuck you know so we'll see if this uh, DLC bre- uh, you know brings in new life for Destiny but uh, at this point at least for me it's sort of off my radar I yeah. mean I bought the Taken King played that for a couple weeks and I haven't touched destiny since yeah so i believe this comes out at the end of the year mm-hmm. um and then they're supposed to be releasing destiny 2 yeah next year so yeah. at this point it just seems almost like uh, we you know there's it's so overkill. many games you know you might as well just wait for destiny 2 yeah and it's kind of like that weird gambit that's the that uh, those games play especially for the um for consoles you know for pc it makes sense to have a multiplayer only game yeah. you know um just because it's been established for, for a lot longer and it's been working for the pc but for the xbox and for the playstation it like as i said it's like this weird gambit that they run with it because uh if it doesn't work out, you know, you don't really like the online experience. You don't like, or if there's not enough fleshed out for you to want to play it more, right? you know, you can't just go like, well, I guess I'll dick around in the, you know, in the, in the single player, right? you know, you, you can't do that. Um, so uh, you, you kind of like lose something out on it uh, if it's not put together too well, like kind of destiny was yeah so. final thing out of this uh, rise of iron dlc news um the dlc will not be coming to last gen consoles so if you own destiny on 360 or ps3 mm-hmm. uh you will not be getting this dlc uh makes sense yeah everybody's kind of switched over now and they're gonna be phasing out functionality for the for right the last gen soon anyway it just seems like they're they're they'd be limiting themselves a lot if they were like okay well we need to make sure it works for 
uh, last gen and current gen. Mm-hmm. At least if they focus current uh, like all on current gen, they can make sure that current gen gets like an amazing experience. Yeah, as opposed to limiting both experiences. So it makes sense. So if you're upset about that, um, go get a Xbox One or a PS4. Quit being poor, you fucking losers. Well, they're cheap enough now. I think they're like 250 bucks. Yeah, and I just wanted to say it. You you can go out (laughs) and and afford that shit. A couple trailers that we watched for Titanfall 2. We watched a single player and the multiplayer multiplayer trailer. Um, Let's talk about single player first. Uh, What do you think? So uh, it looks really cool. Um, the story they're going with, you know, we don't really know the story too well right. uh, from the trailer, but it seems like uh, the Titans have some sort of sentience. I mean, they did before because uh, in Titanfall 1, obviously they didn't talk about it all that much, but um, your you Titan could, would talk to you and be like, oh, hey, well, I'm receiving damage. You can, like, autopilot and send them to go attack things or defense. Well, yeah, but locations. that could be easily argued to be, oh, yeah, that's just autopilot battle function and, you yeah, know, Yeah, but I mean, I would think that it's, they had been working on that sentientness. Yeah, because they, they have some sort of artificial intelligence going on to where they're having conversations, like actual conversations and relaying data. Information, and like, and back information and forth, yeah. Back and forth between themselves and It and would people. make sense that they would have that in the... I don't want to sound like a fucking nerd or a weirdo. In the lore of that universe, I mean, there's robots like <laughs> fighting, right? So if you have an army of robots, they would kind of need to be relaying information mm-hmm. back and forth. So, um, okay, so we got this AI Titan. It seems like his original pilot was probably shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, it goes over to our what well, we assume our protagonist right. is, and that Titan pairs off with him. And they have their avatar like ponytail, uh, ponytail sex thing ponytail going on, movie moment thing. Yeah, and and then uh, they become one. <laughs> they become one. And, but the uh, during that time though, uh, like there's a conversation between some commanding officer and the uh, Titan. Right. And the Titan is relaying the information to the commanding officer, and the commanding officer is asking questions. And uh, you know, like who authorized this? And then you know, the Titan says there were no other options. Uh, so and then it kind of just goes off into uh, general, you know, story trailer type right. of stuff slash gameplay stuff, um, and. Don't we, as I said, don't get much out of it, but it yeah, looks but interesting. I, and they're they're doing a single player campaign. We saw like some weird bugs walking around. We saw a weird like dog lizard kind of a thing mm-hmm. that kind of popped out at some point. Um, it's nice that they're doing a single player campaign. Obviously, it's something that people were asking for when the original Titanfall came yeah. out. And it makes sense that they didn't do one then. It was yeah. a brand new property, brand new studio. They didn't really have the funds to put into a single player campaign, right? Yeah. Um, Especially when you're a studio that did so well with you know Call of Duty 4's right. multiplayer, that you might as well just focus on that. Right. So, um, single player looks good. Uh, the Titan I told you while we were watching it. Um, Reminds me of Dog from Half Life Two. Mm-hmm. You know, Which that kind of like Titan's gonna die sometime during the game, probably, and you're gonna cry. Um, 
but I just had these moments of like there was a part where your pilot was like falling off of some roof or something mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see the titan like come out of nowhere and like snag you out of the air yeah and i was like okay that's that's like a that's exactly like dog <laughs> yeah so um i don't know it looks cool i'm excited for the single player campaign but let's talk about the multiplayer yeah. trailer because that wasn't multiplayer was right? nuts looking. Um, so it was essentially this entire streamlined segment of this person, you know, kind of going through right. some shit in the level, and um, you, they show off a lot of different weaponry. Uh, let's talk about this first. Compared to Titanfall One. The game looks really, really oh, yeah. nice. Like seeing seeing you run through these like lush green fields and like having this feeling of like movement in the grass and like mm-hmm. everything and everything just feels so solid from that trailer. Right. Like it feel like like not like well to put it bluntly, I guess it looks really real. Yeah. You know, um like there's a sense of permanence to it. Whereas in most video games you kinda go like, Oh, this looks really nice, but you don't really Right. You don't really delve that far deeper into it. It this seems looks, like one of those things where I could just kinda look around and be very happy yeah Um, we see a lot of cool shit in that multiplayer trailer Mm -hmm. one is the uh, the just cause like wrist launcher thing yeah the grappling hook yeah, the grappling hook looks really cool. I'm kind of excited to see how that's going to work because so like one of the first things that happens in this trailer is you grappling hook onto an enemy titan, drag yourself, um, like pull yourself up and Throw over it, over and then into your own titan, right? And and then Hulk smash the ground with your titan. Yeah, and that just sounds really fucking cool. Like, and that's something that Titanfall did really really well was the like ability to fluidly move through the world, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they are with with this new thing that they're introducing they're doing that as well like it's super easy it seems super easy to just launch yourself over launch yourself over run on some walls go through these really tiny corridors and everything else um seems like it's really fast paced which you know titanfall was really fast paced as well but um this just seemed like they just amped it up like right by you know by a hundred and uh uh, They've obviously added new finishers to uh, both uh, on foot and Titans because mm-hmm. before, when you were playing as a Titan and you finished another Titan, you would pull the uh, pilot out. Mm-hmm. The Titan would be destroyed and you just toss the pilot. But we saw a finisher from one of the Titans where he's like knocking the Titan's leg down and like beating it into the ground. Yeah. And then we saw a like this point blank range fucking gut shot yeah. of the Titan is it from one Titan to another, which is pretty cool. Then uh, on foot, we got that one where uh, the dude used a weird like teleporter thing, kind of like Tracer does with her little uh, thing where all of a sudden he was behind the dude that was looking for him. Oh, he, yeah. Like, me- like, you know, melee took him down and everything. They, they also have another one too, like this little grenade thing, like kind of like Zara's black hole thing from, 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 also right. from Overwatch, where like kind of just anti-gravities them into one spot and he just starts picking them off while they're yeah. floating in the air. Which is pretty, uh, which is a pretty cool fucking concept. Um, but the ending of the trailer, though, when everything just goes nuts. So pretty much, the ending in the trailer has one dude slide under his Titan, uh, get picked up by a Titan, goes in the Titan, uh, starts killing a couple people. 
they he engages like one on one with another titan mm-hmm. and then his titan's about to explode so he ejects he flies up into the air he sees another dude that's ejected and he grapple hooks to him and kills him. yeah so holy shit nuts. it's just like a it, it's definitely worth watching like yeah other trailers i'm like ah you know you can watch them that one just so you know what we're talking about is definitely worth yeah checking out yeah i'm definitely gonna check this out yeah um so i'm kind of, kind of excited for it now I, I didn't think i'd be too excited for it because i was kind of lukewarm on titanfall one right um I liked it. It was fun. It's a lot more fun if you're playing with a lot of people on a couch for some reason. Right. But um, uh, on my own, I didn't really dig it so much. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. It seems like you'll be able to do a lot of cool shit, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, next thing I have on here, uh, Watch Dogs 2. Uh, the game was officially announced, even though there had been leaks about it. Months and months ago, but uh, the live action trailer came out a while ago, I think, like right. earlier in the week or last we week. We had the uh, cinematic one come out mm-hmm. uh, last week, I believe. Looks good, man. It looks really, it's really nice. So shiny looking, it's so pretty. Um, they seem like Francisco, yeah, it seems like they ramped up everything they ramped up as much stuff as they could fucking cram in this game as possible like uh the traffic looks like real traffic you know like actual kind of like some gridlock and yeah you know packed full of people and like the streets actually look like they're you know occupied occupied with real people and shit it kind of have that it has that same sense of permanence and that same sense of uh of uh depth and weight to it right um and uh, it was so good looking. I almost kind of questioned what kind of what kind of setup they had running that fucking thing. Right, and I'm sure it's something really really nice. I don't think it'll look that nice on like uh, um, on the PS4 Xbox or the One or Xbox. PS4. Um, but it looks really nice. Maybe it'll look that nice on uh, these like uh, new models of the Xbox One and mm-hmm. PS4 that you know might arrive sometime next year. Yeah. Um, but it looks really nice. Uh, set in San Francisco. I always like when games are set in places that I've been to before. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just... Uh, he's like, oh, I've been here. And exactly. then like, you try and just see like how accurate it is by going like, right. let's see, this should be here, and then that should be there, and then if I go over here, this should be there. Right. That's usually just kind of like the thought process. Um, we have a new protagonist. It looks like a group of protagonists, almost. I mean, in, in the first Watchdog, there was like a little kind of group like that. Um, I believe there's just a one protagonist that you play as, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we got rid of the old guy. I didn't really like him. He's just some dumb, <laughs> annoying white guy, you know? Um, Fucking white people. But, uh, yeah, no, it looks nice. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, I, I'm hoping that this is the Assassin's Creed 2 to Assassin's Creed 1. Where yeah. Assassin's Creed One, great ideas, laid in that the game, groundwork, but not and the best execution. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Two did perfectly almost everything much. that was wrong with Assassin's Creed One. Um, so I'm hoping something like that happens, man. I mean, Watch Dogs Two could potentially be really, really good. Yeah, I didn't really bother to play the first uh, Watch Dogs. I think just... I have the first Watch Dogs. If you wanted to play it, okay. <laughs> like, I can I can tell by your enthusiasm that you really want me to take it off your hands. I think I bought it from GameFly for like ten dollars. 
Damn. Yeah. So, and then I played it for a bit, and I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I, I'm interested in playing it, seeing what the we're seeing if there's anything interesting about it. Right. But other than that, I can't really. Imagine. It just it just didn't really grab me as much as it did. I because think we we have to see a little more from it. Yeah. And we'll see. You know. Because that that up. game promised a lot, and it didn't right. really deliver on everything it promised, which pissed a lot of people off. So yeah. Which is kind of also surprised me is surprising me that they're even doing a sequel it doesn't surprise me at all when they announced that Watch Dogs was the most pre-ordered game ever damn yeah, no, they're definitely going to make a sequel. Yeah, I'm sure they started working on a sequel right away. They probably had one in the in the chamber ready to go, you know, as like as like, you know, before it even came out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next thing. Moving on. Um, we'll talk about the most disappointing trailer of the last couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, Conan Exiles. Yeah. So there were two different things we ended up watching. So there was a cinematic trailer which came out a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, I think it was like near the beginning of the year. Um, and then there was the gameplay footage one which we saw that just came out. I yeah. believe last week. Um, cinematic so, trailer, really nice looking. As looks most pretty. cinematic trailers are, right? Yeah, you know, drive your enemies before you. Hear the lamentations of their women. Yada yada yada. You yeah. know, looks like that kind of Conan. You know, Schwarzenegger level Conan. You know, we expecting, uh, you know, hack and slash brutality. Right. You know, maybe like a you know Shadow of Mordor esque you know type of gameplay of some kind. Who knows? And then the gameplay trailer. Uh, was nothing like that. Yeah, it's definitely a little more, uh, more like Rust, a little more like Minecraft, even. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which is not what makes up a Conan the Barbarian game, in my opinion. Right. Um, obviously, I can't judge the graphics just yet. No, they, they very obviously were like, "This is pre-alpha footage," just to kind yeah. of, you know, be like, "This isn't what it's finally going to look like." Um, but yeah, it seems like one of those games where it's a survival game. You're going to be like knocking over trees and gathering resources and building up your uh, your fortress or whatever. Yeah. And you'll probably be on a server with um, with other people. But yeah. um, I mean, they show someone getting cut in half, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but it just doesn't seem. It's not exactly what I would want. No, I mean, it's just. It, it, there's such a disconnect between both of those trailers because like one is definitely putting out the vibe that we're having a very action oriented game and then right. the actual gameplay trailer is nothing like that yeah like whatsoever um it and, just seems a little uh, misleading yeah very misleading and i'm not looking forward to it. I, in all honesty, I should be looking forward to it. This should be like my kind of game because we've been seeing like this resurgence of these like really old school fucking jib fest type of fucking games, you know, like with yeah. uh, Wolfenstein and um, the New Order and the Old Blood and uh, recently Doom, you know, doing fairly well and kind of bringing back interest into those types of games. You would think they would just try and capitalize on that by going like, "Hey, we got the perfect character, Conan the Barbarian, and he's just gonna go, you know, ape shit on everybody." Right? Because you think about like how good uh, the new Doom that just came out looks, and how like mm-hmm. how you could do something like that 
in today's world. You can easily do something like that with Conan. You'd probably need a good team behind it to be able to execute it well, but... Still, though, I mean, it's definitely something that they could have... I don't know. I'm just... uh, Kind of, kind of worried. Kind of worried about this one. I didn't hear about it before until today. But yeah. e- either way, this is not something I'm looking forward to at all. Yeah. Um, we'll. Um, I guess we'll kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah. I want to see a final game pre- gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on, Joey. Uh, Injustice Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Injustice One. Awesome fighting game. Uh, made by Nether Realms, which also makes Mortal Kombat. Yep. Um, Injustice 2 was announced. Uh, there was a cinematic trailer which shows Batman, The Flash, Superman. And Supergirl. Supergirl and Aquaman all mm-hmm. kind of run around hitting all each other. All getting into fisticuffs with each other. Um, and then the gameplay trailer mm-hmm. actually had some stuff that looked really nice. Yeah, some really cool, interesting things in it. Um, we just, it, it just it looks good, man. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't play the first Injustice. Um, it just didn't seem like it would interest me all that all that much, especially with uh, Mortal Kombat X like coming out right fairly soon to that one, or like just before that one. So, uh, like, I have like a very short tolerance with uh, fighting games. I'll like them for a bit, and then I'll just kind of stop playing them. Right. Um, so they they never been kind of like my sort of. Uh, like go to game it definitely for me they've always kind of been i mean i bought Mortal Kombat x but uh for anything else it's always kind of just been like oh this will be fun to like uh go to Redbox, rent the game mm-hmm. let's check it out and then you know i've gotten my fill pretty yeah, much pretty much um but on that i mean it looks really nice the finishers look really cool yeah In the gameplay trailer we see uh, i'm assuming what is like aquaman's finisher where he's like stabbing bitches and then a shark eats them yeah he like essentially like slices gorilla garage a couple times and then uh this great white shark just kind of bursts out from this ocean that overwashes the scene and starts to swallow gorilla garage whole right um so yeah it looks interesting poor harambe got killed twice Boom. Um, boom. Shots fired. <laughs> boom, 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 exactly. boom, boom. Um, so, uh, the game looks fun. Um, I just don't really know the story behind it all that well. I don't read the ongoing for it, um, and I don't uh, really know the whole basis behind all of it. But Yeah, I mean, it, it seems cool. It's, uh, at the end of the day, it's just superheroes fighting, right? Yeah. Um, there ain't no other rhyme or reason to it. Right. And final trailer that came out, and probably the one I'm the most excited for, Joey. Uh, ukulele uh, dropped their like uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news and bad news behind it. Bad news. Good news and bad news behind yeah. it. Um, bad so, news. Yeah. Uh, game got pushed to quarter one of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had originally planned for I want to say like a October November release date of this year. Yeah. Rather than push it back a couple months and really show that that gameplay and style of game is still viable in the market. Um, Good news, what they did show us looks fucking great. Oh yeah, it looks it looks really fun. The colors are very very vibrant, and it just looks really pretty. Right. Um, 
And it's just like the entire time I, I, I was watching that trailer, I kept thinking, man, I haven't played a good platformer in a while. Right. You know? And I mean, like I said, it just looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters look fun. I mean, Yuko and Laylee, we've kind of been a little familiar with them for a little while now, but uh, to see them in action, it's pretty fun. You definitely get that Banjo Kazooie vibe mm-hmm. from them. Um, some of the characters that they showed in that trailer, uh, Trouser, which is the snake that's wearing shorts. Trouser snake. He just, uh, he just, uh, is such a funny character. This is so good. To put a snake in shorts, like, it's just the stupidest, funniest thing. <laughs> the fact that he says snake in a pair of trousers. Come on. Um... I showed a couple other characters in there that aren't as uh, visible. At the end of that trailer, we get to hear both uh, Yuka and Laylee talk, mm-hmm. which um, we'll talk as much as any rare character, rare type right. character would talk, except for Conquer. But yeah, which seems very, you know, it's very appropriate for mm-hmm. what they're going for. Um, the characters are talking to each other, and being very snarky about. Like, oh, where's that brown level that, like, people promise? And, like, you can't trust these people. Like, by the time it's out, it'll probably have cars in it. Yeah, Yeah, it'll have car segments in it. Um, So, obviously, I hope that humor kind of transfer over into the final Mm -hmm. game. Uh, Very self-aware, very, you know. Yeah. um, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. great. Do we know what consoles that one's coming out on? I believe it'll be out on everything. PC, Xbox, uh... PS4 and the Wii U. Yeah. Like 3D platformers are so far gone from today that the only one that's really left has been like Ratchet and Clank and the occasional Mario one. Occasional Mario, but even then that's still 2D. Right. Um, But so like we never really have, we don't really have like 3D platformers all that much anymore. So this is going to be a really cool throwback and also hopefully like a revitalization for the series if it does really well, you know? I would hope so because people have been ang- ah, sorry about that. People have been asking for Banjo Kazooie games for so long, and um, or that style of game, and a lot of companies I don't think are willing to take the uh, yeah the risk to make them. I mean, e- even then, Ubisoft with uh, the Rayman series, Rayman um, Origins and Legends, yeah, um, fun games, really fun to play through and everything, but also uh, still just a two D platformer, yeah, and nothing like uh, like. Um, you know the games that we're that we're seeing right now. Right. So, uh, looking forward to this. Looks Very cool. Excited. Looks good. Um, other than that, the only other thing I've got to talk about, um, and the only reason I'm talking about it is because I got a Pokemon Go field test invite. Um, not supposed to share any pictures of it. Probably not supposed to talk about it, but I'll talk about it anyways. Fuck it. So uh, how did you get it? Though? It was it was pretty simple. Uh, you uh, there was a uh, sign up on their website to kind of possibly get invited. You mm-hmm. put in your uh, your Gmail account that's uh, attached to your Google Play mm-hmm. uh, thing. Um, pretty fun, man. I can see how people super got into the game Ingress. Yeah. Which is a game that uh, this company made before Pokemon Go. Um, it's fun to walk around the real world and uh, find Pokemon and um, go to certain areas like uh, where we live at. There's a park called Riverwalk Park. Mm-hmm. Um, at park locations, they have like what is the equivalent of like tall grass. 
so you'll find very rare Pokemon <laughs> there. Um, there's Pokemon gyms scattered throughout the world, and the three color teams compete for them. Red, blue, and yellow, and you get to pick your team. Um, so when you approach a friendly gym, you leave one of your Pokemon you've caught behind to help defend the gym. Uh, if it's an uh, opponent's gym, you can battle your Pokemon against the Pokemon that are left defending there That's to try and take over the gym. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Um, it's definitely made me want to go uh, walk around everywhere, collect Pokemon, and uh, get all these fucking you items. You know this stuff. game is good if it makes you want to exercise. Right. And that's my basic idea behind it. Uh, Pokemon Go uh, definitely seems like it has potential, man. Uh, very simplified in the sense of you're not catching 700 different kinds of Pokemon. It's just the original 150. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, the final release is supposed to have uh, trainer battles. So if you have Pokemon Go and I have Pokemon Go, we're supposed to be able to battle each other. Uh, we're also supposed to be able to trade Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, I don't. That, I don't think that functionality is in the uh, in the field test version. But um, awesome, man! We're checking out once it comes out. I don't think that they have a set release date for it yet, but I'm assuming it'll be sometime in the next couple months or so. Yeah, um, we're checking out. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, video game show. Let's take a. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with our uh, movie news for the week, all right? Movies! All right, so we'll be back in a second, you guys. Are we ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome back from our pleasant little break. Movie news is what's next on the chopping block, and I got some movie news for you today. So, uh, the first things first is more 007 talk. Um, so, last uh, the last time we did this, uh, I brought up how uh, Daniel Craig is more than likely not coming back to beat um, right. 007. Um, and the... Uh, you know some of the actors that some fans want to see as 007 and also how pretty much no one else makes the decision except for Catherine Broccoli um right and now uh Tom Hilson has actually responded to all of, like the fan response of wanting right. him as uh, 007 and he pretty much and he's pretty much just denied the fact that it's ever going to happen he said I don't think that announcement is coming but I'm very gratified to hear the enthusiasm your guess is as good as mine to be honest so hopefully that puts the nail in the coffin and gets people to you know shut the fuck up about right. this for a little while because as I said before, this is not a democracy. This is complete and total dictatorship under Catherine Broccoli. And whatever she wants is what's going to happen. Right. You can make as many petitions as you want. It's not going to happen. You can send her threatening emails. Ain't going to happen. Hmm. You know. Uh, but it is really interesting to see where this 
uh, situation leaves 007 and Daniel Craig um, in terms of a movie series and whether or not they're just going to have to start over again with a whole new series of movies um, uh, with another actor later down the line. Right. Um, because we, when was the last time? Well, how long was the disconnect between Pierce Brosnan's last 007 and this Daniel and Daniel Craig's uh, Casino Royale? There was a good little chunk of time. Yeah, exactly. So. The future remains uncertain for 007. We'll see. I'm sure... um, I don't know. I feel like the movies have been better than in the past. Oh, yeah. Because when you're talking about the Daniel Craig movies compared to the Pierce Brosnan movies, uh, I would say the Daniel Craig movies are leaps and bounds above... Uh, you know the Pierce Brosnan ones. Nothing yeah. against him as Bond, but you know, oh, I no, don't think the movies were written as well back then, and now they're they're doing a little better. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect as big of a gap as there was before. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanna turn off the AC? Sorry. I, uh, oh yeah. Let me turn that. I off. forgot about it. So I think it'll probably show up just a little bit. Um, but I, what I was saying was um, because of the success of these movies I don't think that they're going to wait as long to uh, to put out another James Bond movie yeah so I would I would expect it to maybe take a little bit while they find their new James Bond but I don't think that it will uh, definitely not be as like long. like the what felt like almost like what like seven to ten years something like that yeah. you know um that it took for daniel craig's uh casino real to come out probably more like a couple years after the whole you know thing settles down after a bit i and would assume that we have an announcement within the next year yeah and our next movie comes out in about three yeah That'd probably yes would not surprise me. Eventually, they'll probably just throw enough money at Daniel Craig to where he'll go like, well, all right. I mean, they already threw a shitload of money at him. Yeah. So. But just imagine they threw like another shitload of money at him. At two that point, loads. it's like two shitloads of money, and then he's going to be like, okay, I'm willing to swallow my pride as an actor for <laughs> so for this amount of money so I can just, you know, like not have to do anything anybody says for the rest of my life. From what he said, those movies are pretty brutal, though, like as far as like on mm-hmm. him, like physically. Because so. he, like, he does a majority of his own stunts, I think. Right. So, like, you know, yeah, of course they're going to be kind of nuts for him. It's like him and Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan knows exactly what, what, he, <laughs> what he has to go through probably right so uh moving on from that short little bit of movie news to this next one so we watched the trailer so the trailer for this new documentary called breaking a monster is out um and johnny you and me saw this um what did you think of the trailer um it looked interesting man um you had mentioned that this wasn't like the first time that uh, something like this has happened. Yeah. Okay. So um, this to, is the first time that I've ever seen yeah. anything like it. So. Yeah. Well, so the documentary is about uh, some black kids from New York who uh, form a metal band, and uh, when you say kids, let's let's we have to they're say thirteen they're years 13, old. Thirteen years. They're legitimately they're like kids. Sixteen, seventeen. No, they're they are thirteen years old, um, and. They they form metal band and they're kind of play in you know parks and Times Square and shit wherever the fuck and uh 
like some YouTube video of them got out or something, and then the movie producer was immediately on the plane to you know to go make a documentary about these kids. Right. Um, now, as you know, it does look fairly interesting, and it looks like the story is going to be. I don't know, maybe original. Uh, but as I said before, as, I, or as Johnny was saying before, this situation is not the first time it's happened. Usually it's little, like little Latin American kids, little fucking Mexican kids or, um, uh, you know, Puerto Ricans or whatever the fuck. Because uh, there was a band back in the 80s called Death Angel that uh, they were kids. They were like, you know, 13, 14 years old and they were opening for Metallica. Sorry, my phone went off. Um, they... Uh, uh, open for Metallica back when Metallica was a good band and uh, they were you know still like 13 14 year old kids playing at the whiskey or playing at you know Rainbow Room or you know wherever downtown you know uh, downtown Los Angeles landmark right. that they could play at and you know having to go home and do their homework and fairly recently back in like I say mid 2000s to about the 10s I would say I can't remember exactly when it happened but there was a band called Black Tide that was also supposed to be the next big thing in metal music because they were all like 14 15 years old and they were playing live shows and opening for big bands and stuff and then they immediately fell to the wayside after people lost interest in them Um, and the only reason I really want to bring this up is because I can only see this documentary doing more harm than good for these kids I think it's going to get them too much exposure too soon. I think that they haven't developed enough as a band, and I don't really feel like they know what it's like to be on the road. Welcome to uh, Music Producer Talk with Joey. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> well, it's just because, like, it's not only that, but also the fact that the power movies have over people and the real world. Because as soon as this movie comes out and people lose interest in these kids and then they fall to the wayside and they're like, well, oh, man, remember that movie we had one time? And the people are like, what fucking movie? Get the fuck out of here. We don't want you. We don't know who you are. We never heard your stuff before. It's like, so I can only imagine this movie doing more harm than good. So I kind of also want to put this question out. What, like, do you think like this kind of movie could is actually worthwhile to make or do you think someone's just making it for a cash grab without I mean, really without really considering what the impact is who cares i mean it's weird right um if i had a movie made about me as a kid um maybe that's not something that they all want to pursue as a career anyways mm-hmm. so you know to be able to you know have a movie made about you that's pretty fucking cool yeah, at if the they time. Do want to pursue music, sure. Uh, that's you know, I don't see how that would present a problem. If anything, they'll just have more name notoriety, even if their music. You is don't shit. see like this, like kind of like going downhill for them in any sort of way. Not any more than any other band would. They will like any other band would be more established though. These are just kids. These are people who have no life experience outside of living of their parents' home. Yeah, but neither do a lot of, like, you know, Disney stars. Someone like Justin Bieber, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, look what a mess he is right now. Yeah, but, I mean, he's rich as fuck. Yeah, and, like, they, like, the, like a movie being made about you that's being wide-released 
and is supposed to, and has like that level of production value to it, there's got to be something to it, and there there's got to be some kind of cash grab without really any kind of regard to you know the kids and their lives because as right, soon as as soon as it goes away they're just going to be stuck left there wondering what happened and then their life is going to revolve around that one moment well from then on they've either got to uh they either won't care because they won't do that anymore uh you know pursue other aspects mm-hmm. in, in careers in music or otherwise um or they'll use that to get a TV show 20 years from now. I was on that movie that one time, so now I'm going to be the host of this show. You know, like, <laughs> it, it it may not be the best thing for their, like, music career. I don't fucking know, because I've always been uh, an advocate of any press is good press. Whether mm-hmm. this makes them look great or it doesn't. People are going to research their shit, and if they put out good music, then that's going to do nothing but good for them. If they put out shit music, they weren't going to be successful in the first place. Yeah. So at least they've made some money off of it. Think about, um, uh, what was that fucking guy who was on like the first season of American Idol? He was like that Asian dude, and he was like... A total. Sh- oh, uh, um, um, hung like some William hung. William hung. Mm-hmm. Look at that. He's obviously shit. He was never going to have a career in music, but because he appeared on TV, made a fool of himself, he was able to put out, I believe, like two or three albums and make a shitload of money. Yeah. So even if they are shit, they were never going to make any money off of it now that they're popular they can at least you know use that to their advantage yeah so maybe it's not all bad and if they're good with their music and good at writing music and good at what they do mm-hmm. even better because then people are going to be like oh i didn't know about this band before uh it's cool that they're kids and it's cool that they make good music yeah and i would have never found out about it otherwise so that's a good push for them if their music is shit and people are like oh these kids suck and their music sucks then at least they'll have made some money off of it right yeah so i don't know maybe it's not all bad okay i just i don't know i just can't get past I mean, it's, it's weird it's weird because there's no way you can predict what's gonna happen 20 years from now when this kid tries to go get a job somewhere and they're like oh you were that kid that like was in a metal band mm-hmm. you know like he, I, I don't, know. I, don't know. I just see it's it weird as... to think of what ramifications could happen in the future. Yeah. But I don't see... I don't see it being that big of a problem. I don't know. I just... I don't know. I just kind of feel that it's kind of a flimsy basis to one make a whole, like, feature film on, you know, just like, you just see it and then, like, I need to make a documentary about this for some reason. And then you kind of orchestrate their career afterwards as much as possible. It's like... It's almost kind of like... It's like it's like you're trying to make substance almost out of nothing. But that's what people have been doing with documentaries and movies as long as documentaries and movies have been around. Well, I mean, at least there's been a lot of documentaries that have been of actual substance, though. I mean, that have actually had something interesting to say or actually brought something to light. I mean, like look at Blackfish, 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 <laughs> um, like. 
like uh, that documentary almost got fucking like SeaWorld like shut down. You know, that documentary is I think uh, is an exception because that is a very popular, very good documentary. Yeah. Um, well, then, like, you can also look at, like, the act of killing. The act of killing uh, brought about, they brought to light uh, this uh, genocide that happened in Indonesia, um, perpetrated by the people who are being, like, who are kind of starring in this documentary and, you know, kind of forcing them on camera, making them relive, not forcing them on camera. They kind of willingly did it. And, but also, uh, you know, kind of, they, they're recreating their mass killings. Right. You know, uh, in this documentary and you know that it kind of caused a big outcry um, and kind of fucked up their lives for the rest of you you know for the yeah. for, you know for the rest of their short lives because they were all like old men so you know it's just kind of like documentaries have the ability to do a lot of big things and and I feel like documentaries kind of need to be of more substance than this yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say without watching it, right? Yeah, I guess because so. there may not be a lot of substance there, but I, you know, having a child music star, mm-hmm. there's got to be a lot of things that I'm sure they're going to show. Like, and these kids at the end of the day are still kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in the little trailer that we watched, um, they were sitting there playing games on their phone, like. Yeah. They're still children. So I'm very curious to see this weird two worlds of something mm-hmm. that maybe a kid shouldn't be involved in at all. In the it's first also, place. Another, no, also another you thing know? with the documentary. Maybe the kids are just not ready for like the road lifestyle that you know forcing them into a band right would, I mean, would bring you know who knows because like that's some dedication right there if you want to be on a, if you want to be in a band and be on the road you gotta be willing to not eat for a couple days you know especially if you're doing it you know on your own and or if you uh, need to do it the first time around right it's just kind of one of those things so i, I don't know i just kind of feel that it's a little irresponsible on the documentary uh, on, on the filmmaker's part to really do this i would think it would have been a lot more uh, uh fascinating just to follow them in their every day you know like oh this looks interesting and then like hey we're gonna follow you around while you guys do your thing for you know a couple months yeah I don't instead know. of I forcing mean, them on the road from like what it looks i said like. we it's kind of hard to get into this big thing about it when we haven't seen it at all God damn it i sent you something okay <laughs> i wish i would have known or else i would have turned off my ringer um no i just um <laughs> you <laughs> asshole <laughs> um I just uh, I wish that uh, that's my new wallpaper. We we need to watch it. We I think we need to watch yeah. the documentary and then um, have more of a discussion about it. Um, because yeah, it's it's kind of a weird middle ground. And I totally see where you're coming from. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe we'll because you know we didn't see the parents at all in any of these mm-hmm. uh, in this trailer. So if they you know had more. Uh, more shots of the parents because I'm curious about how the parents feel about the whole thing and yeah I don't know let's watch that when it comes out and then we'll talk about it some more how about we do that yeah you're not gonna watch it <laughs> Johnny you don't we hardly ever watch any movies 
Um, yeah, but it, I, I don't know. It was just kind of like a weird uh, moral standing, I guess, uh, of it, and kind of just kind of just really wanted to touch on it for a little bit and see what right and, right and just kind of see what the vibe was but even then like i don't know i'm you're you're right i kind of have to see it in order to really uh judge it but even then um just from what i've seen of the trailer and the first impressions i get it just like this seems like it's just a bad idea waiting like just a bad situation waiting to happen but that's just me yeah i mean we'll see um but it's cool. I mean, it seems like an interesting idea, but I don't know if uh, I feel like we're kind of just talking in circles. But, yeah. Uh, so instead of talking in circles, let's talk about something else, like yes. Suicide Squad. More Suicide Squad news. Suicide Squad. Scoob Steve. Scoob Steve's part of the Suicide Squad now. <laughs> um, so uh, there's been some new news for the Suicide Squad movie. Um, it finally got its rating, right. and the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, has deemed it a PG-13. Not a big surprise. Not a big surprise, because they've made a lot of missteps, and if <laughs> they, and I think PG-13 really makes it to where like people go... Or people were expecting a hard R out of this at one point, especially with maybe Deadpool. in the beginning, but I, I had never at any point thought this was going to be a no. R. Um, I mean, you think about every Marvel movie that's come out, it's been a PG-13 movie. Um, you get a couple... I think two fucks out of a PG-13 before mm-hmm. they turn into an R. Um, and a couple curse words. I mean, we'll hear some things here here and there, but it won't be anything as bad. Yeah. You're not going to get any nudity. You're not going to get uh, absorbent amount of violence. Yeah, There might be blood, but you won't see like blood spewing out of someone. Because mm-hmm. um, I believe at that point, if you see blood coming out of a wound... Then it's a problem, but if you like show a shadow and then show blood, or just show uh, like someone injured after like covered yeah. in blood, then it's fine. Um, yeah, because uh, so the director David Ayer um, has said that for an R movie, you have to decide to do it right from the gate, and that was never the case with this movie. We were always going to hit the PG thirteen rating, but the film is meant to be that. It's not edge. It's got edge and it's got attitude and it's got its own voice. There's a lot in the film that. That's going to surprise people. Um, so, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on this. Like, I can... Okay, like, you know, you had, like, a set goal from the beginning, and you hit that goal, I guess, and that's cool. But also, uh, if you're claiming that you're going to be, you know, like, especially if the movie from the onset that everyone said, oh, yeah, it's super dark and, you know, like, super graphic and all this other shit, it kind of comes as a surprise that they're willing to stick with the PG-13 rating. I mean, I mean, the movie's called Suicide Squad. Right, I mean, that's more so their name, not like... No, I mean, but, like, still, though, I mean, like, the connotation of it, Suicide Squad. You're expecting something weird, something crazy to happen at this at this juncture, and you might get some really cool action sequences out of it, but, I mean, what people really want out of this, from what it seems, for some, for whatever reason, is that they want, like, a Deadpool-esque type of movie. I don't think that's what people want out of this movie. Um, I think... Because you can make a good movie that's PG-13. I mean, look at Civil War. That is a yeah. shitload of action. It was very fun, very exciting. Um, 
And you didn't have to... There was... I don't remember any blood in that movie. I don't remember, like, anyone getting... Like, losing... Limbs, limbs or, or you know anything like that. I don't remember there being a lot of blood mm-hmm. in the movie. It was all fun, actiony superhero yeah. fighting stuff. And but even then, like Suicide Squad from the onset wasn't even supposed to be like fun, quote unquote fun. You know, um, they went through reshoots just recently because they they changed they had to change up what they wanted to like what was being done to the movie. So it also makes me also question like, oh yeah, we meant to do this from the very get go. Did you really mean to do it from the very because you also am, went through several reshoots to change what you went through. I almost guarantee you that they always wanted this thing to be PG-13. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was like a higher ups decision, but also the fact that, you know, like you're saying there's this unified vision, you know, like at least David Ayer or whoever fucking producer is making him say this. You're saying there's some unified vision for this, but also you're also, but you made them go through like several reshoots um, to add jokes into the movie, uh, compromising that unified vision from the very Get go, so it's kind of like choose one or the other, but you got you got to make a decision of what you really want to do here. I don't know. I think we can sit here and talk about Suicide Squad all day, but I don't think it's gonna make a difference. I think we need with most of this shit, and I feel like I say this every fucking episode, but we need to watch the actual movie. <laughs> it's hard for us to sit here and say, "Oh, they went back and did reshoots for to add funny lines." When we don't know that for sure, um, obviously it seems like the case, but we can't be for certain that they did. Yeah, maybe some shots just didn't come out as well as they would have wanted them to, and they wanted to reshoot them. Um, maybe they wanted to add an extra scene for this, that, or the other. You know, um, I don't know, man. Suicide Squad, I think, is that uh, obviously uh, Batman versus uh, we were saying Batman versus Superman was that you know. Pin in the DC universe. It was that linchpin for. It's right. supposed to. It's supposed to kind of like set that tone, and also uh, just kind of like hopefully revitalize it. And while Suicide Squad is not like up there on the list, to where like if this does horribly, it's going to tank the whole universe. That's more on Justice it's, League's arms. Yeah, and, I would think that Suicide Squad is more so that setting the tone for what to expect in the future. Yeah. Whether it be oh these all these movies are gonna end up being shit or maybe Okay, we'll maybe Batman vs. Superman was a weird misstep. Yeah. But we're going in a different direction. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe like maybe we'll get something good out of it. <coughs> it's just that I don't know, like a lot of things that they're saying and doing just doesn't fill me with the most confidence in the world. Um I'll probably end up going to go see this one. Maybe. Um I will. I mean I it seems fun, man. Yeah. Well I, I mean I it's kinda hard said, to tell, right? But I don't know. I like movies with superheroes, and yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think I'm probably just. I think I'm probably just more fatigued from like superhero movies than you are. Yeah, maybe. Like they're just kind of like like, and I haven't even seen all the superhero movies out there either, and I'm just kind of already like super tired of it. I haven't seen like the Thor movies in forever, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna go see those. Um, Ragnarok maybe, but eh, like the other, the first two probably not gonna bother with it. Yeah. Um. So to move on from there, uh, Warcraft has been making some waves. Uh with its uh, box office um, over in China. Um, So overseas uh, total has made $261 million 
and in China it was made 156 million which is like the biggest box office uh, right. for uh, China that anyone's ever had. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it beat out uh, Star Wars in China. Yeah, and so like, and like apparently it broke. Uh, like apparently like the uh, opening weekend. Uh, uh, fucking. Uh, the movie that did the best for an opening weekend was Age of Ultron, and it crushed that apparently. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think uh, I think Warcraft found its audience because I don't know if that audience was here in the United States was domestic. No. Um, There's been a lot of weird mixed reviews. It's, yeah, it's very mixed. A lot of people are mixed and negative. I think it was is was what it was. I'd say it's right in the middle. I think I've seen as many more right in the reviews. Then uh, you know as much positive as negative. Okay. A lot of them are saying it's a little convoluted and kind of hard to follow, but other people are saying that it's the bee's knees. You know, <laughs> so direct quote. I'm sure. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm interested in going to watch it, but I don't think I have that uh, connection with Warcraft enough to where I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to. Uh, which it, which is kind of astounding, really, because you would think it would be making a shit ton of money here right. because of how many people play the game online. You but would, then, you know, I'm sure they have people in China. China is more so that big CG draw because that's, why, true. that's why Avatar did number one. Is Avatar number one box did office well, ever, right? So the fucking Transformers does well every single right. time, which is why they're still making. Transformers movies because mm-hmm. they do so well in China. China loves that CG shit, and Warcraft is a lot of CG shit. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, like the movie looks fantastic. Oh yeah, you it visually um, looks really nice, and that's probably one of the reasons why people are going to go watch it. Yeah, but for me, I think it takes a little more than this looks really nice, and maybe it's because we've been spoiled so much with uh, everything looking really nice, right? You know, so. I don't know. For me, I think it takes a little bit more than that. But, you know, maybe in China, that's not the case. They love Transformers. They love Warcraft. Maybe they just like look at shiny things for a while. You know, I I don't really know. Because I don't really know the storyline of uh, this movie either. The work, I believe, and I could be talking out of my ass here, um, but it is, there's humans, then there's orcs, and then there's this, the, like, orcs that... are fighting with the humans against the orcs and those are the two orcs or the that's the orc and the humans that we see in the trailer like the half orc right i'm assuming yeah so they're uh full orcs are like the full orcs in the trailer from i think are like all green and right. then like i think like there's this tribe of half orcs that are kind of like, like that and they're fighting with the humans. with the humans against the orcs something like that mm-hmm. um uh, something along those lines. Obviously, that's super simplified and could be wrong, but um, I don't know, man. Uh, hopefully, it, it does well. Um, the only reason I say that is because I want more video game movies. Yeah, you know, because like this was kind of like one of the because there's been a slew of like not slew, but there's been like a, a fairly decent number of video game movies coming out. I mean, Ratchet and Clank had a movie. This um, has a movie, and uh, soon we're supposed to get. Uh, you know, uh, the Assassin's Creed movie. Right. So if, you know, if either Warcraft does well, you know, uh, either critically or financially, the same with Assassin's Creed, then we're probably going to get more, uh, uh, video game movies out of it. Right. Later Which down the would line. Be great, man. Yeah. You know, I would, uh, love to see movies for every video game thing, even if they're shitty. I want to see an animated, 
Earthworm Jim video game movie for some reason. I don't know why. I think it'd be really cool. At this point, um, Blizzard just make your next thing a uh, Overwatch movie. I mean, like they already have like multiple cinematic scenes and that the, the on look, you know Pixar esque like you know crystal clear amazing animation yeah. stuff. So. Fuck it, go for it, dude. Overwatch is like super crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, like, just imagine. Like, I mean, like, in all honesty, would you go out and see an Overwatch movie if it came out within a year? I mean, like, I definitely would. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome. I, obviously, it might take a little longer than a year. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm assuming they have a lot of assets already made mm-hmm. because of the game um, and because of the cinematic stuff they've already done. But yeah, man, I mean. Overwatch is a game I don't see going away anytime soon. No. Um, It seems to hit that perfect thing of catching people's imaginations, having awesome gameplay, being critically, like, praised. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. And the way Blizzard supports their games, um, I mean, how long ago did Diablo 3 come out? Four or five years yeah, ago, forever ago, um, they're still actively keeping up with that game. Mm-hmm. They're still actively doing Warcraft. You know, they're still actively supporting everything. So, mm-hmm. I can see Overwatch being popular for years and years. Definitely, especially yeah. Um, and Overwatch just has that perfect canvas to paint a story onto because right. the opening cinematic when you first boot up the game kind of. It tries to put some sort of story on it, but it doesn't really explain anything. Um, it just kind of says, oh, there was some kind of robot alien invasion, and then we were heroes, and now we're not heroes anymore, and now we're competing against each other in some sort of thing. Um, you know, but... Uh, yeah, easy, easy in for a movie idea, whatever they want to really Even make out of it. Even if you do the prequel story of showing all these heroes originally fighting the, uh, the thing, if you want to do something now with, like, uh, you know, there's obviously, uh, I want to say, good guys and bad guys in Overwatch, even though they're all fighting together. You know, you have Reaper, who's more of, like... Uh, that Spec Ops Yeah, the, like, dude. you know, bad guy. You have... Uh, uh, Widowmaker, who's like this, uh, obviously like aligned with this bad side and everything. So you have characters that are aligned more on a evil and good path, yeah. I guess. I mean, like, there's also some some characters that can straight up use a lot of really like some real explanation out of it. I mean, like Reinhardt, dude in full body armor and with a giant like you know Warhammer yeah. you know can use some explanation as to the practicality of that or like his story behind things like a guy like Roadhog like where did he come from I'm why is he, what his face looks like like what what does his face look like I think he probably looks like uh uh the demigod from Moana. I think even better like. would be if he was like had like a really really pretty face, <laughs> like boy like features. <laughs> the real a real baby face. A real baby face. I think that would be hilarious. I think that'd be hilarious too. Let's move on. So we're, uh, we're way we, off topic. Yeah. Okay. We got off topic. Warcraft did great overseas. Um, maybe we're checking out. I think that's the. Uh, that's pretty much the crux of it, and also just like, uh, also kind of wanted to just kind of get in on like the whole. There is a possibility now that if it does really well, then there's maybe some other video game movies in the future. But right. if it gets critically panned, then who knows what the future? I mean, may we're hold. only going to see a little later this year once Assassin's Creed comes out. And how well that's received, uh, you know. 
pretty much. <laughs> Might be uh, may make a big difference. Yeah. So next up, uh, we had another trailer for another movie, uh, the newest Disney movie to be coming out called Moana. Um, now there wasn't like a trailer trailer. What we it was saw more just like a first look, little, like yeah, first look kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. The movie comes out in November, right? So mm-hmm. we're a couple months away. I expect a trailer to be dropped real soon. Yeah. Because uh, it's a Disney princess movie, mm-hmm. which means it, it already has hype behind that, right? Like, yeah. Um, she's uh, Polynesian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's got hype. Having yeah. a uh, non-white, even though there haven't been any white Disney princesses in quite a while, Pretty much, um, but to have like you know another race or An- another main, ca- a different type of main character right. that we haven't seen before, um, obviously has hype behind it. Uh, the rocks in it, so it's obviously got hype behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hype behind it, but I feel like they need to show us why we're excited for it. Yeah, you know, because right now what we have is concept art and a little bit of a first look kind of a thing. Some and, quick little animation of uh, yeah. of uh, the rocks character. I can't remember what his character's name was. Just I just had it, but I uh, for Maui. It was Maui. Yeah. So, so uh, of uh, Maui and uh, Moana kind of interacting with each other, um, and then the concept art of Johnny's favorite new character the pig the pig is adorable the pig is adorable um just quick note let the record be shown pig is adorable um and it looks interesting it looks cool it, uh let's see here's the uh, here's the synopsis of it uh three thousand years ago the greatest sailors in the world voyaged across the vast south pacific discovering the many islands of ocean of Oceania, um, but then for a millennium, uh, their voyage is stopped, and no one today knows why. Uh, from Walt Disney Animation Studios comes Moana, a sweeping CG animated adventure about a spirited teenager who sails out on a daring mission to prove herself a master wayfinder and fulfill her ancestors' unfinished quest during her journey. Moana, voice of I can't, I honestly can't pronounce her name. It Ayuli. Carvalho? She, she's got a, a Hawaiian name. Yeah, it's a Hawaiian name. I'm sorry, I can't From pronounce Hawaii. it. My tongue is not double-jointed, so I cannot pronounce it. Um, <laughs> she meets the once mighty demigod Maui, voiced by Dwayne Johnson. And together they traverse the open ocean on an action-packed voyage, encountering enormous uh, fiery creatures and impossible odds. Um, see, it opens on November 23rd. So... I don't know. It looks really cool. Johnny, I know you're super into Disney movies. Yeah, man. I mean, come on. Disney. How can yeah. you hate Disney? I mean, especially with like Zootopia making bank. I'm wondering how this one's going to do because Zootopia really set the fucking bar this year, mm-hmm. uh, being the number one original property ever, breaking a billion dollars at box office. Um, it was good, man. I- I'm curious to see... I'm sure Disney's going to do just fine with this movie, but I'm curious to see how good it will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to it, kind of. Um, probably not going to see, see it until it comes out on Blu-ray because I'm lazy. Um, so uh, going from this movie that has a lot of hype without a lot of uh, stuff to back it up with, um, we're going to go over to another movie that has some hype around it. And Johnny, this is going to make your day. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. So, 
This is the sequel. Jerry Seinfeld says everyone wants him to do. Oh my god. <laughs> you cannot be serious. <laughs> Keep saying words. Do not stop. I need to know what's going on. Although he's primarily known for his iconic stand-up career, as well as his legendary television series, Jerry Seinfeld has done his fair share of work in the world of film as well. Perhaps it's not quite as prolific of a resume as someone like Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin, but he has made a name for himself as an incredibly versatile entertainer. In fact, the comedian recently came out and admitted that there's one specific film universe that his fans want to see him return to, and it's not one we would have expected. During the recent Reddit AMA session, Jerry Seinfeld revealed that there is an incredible demand online for him to make a sequel to 2007's B-Movie. B-Movie sequel. Get hyped, motherfucker. Obviously, obviously this isn't, there's a studio making this movie. But Jerry Seinfeld is interested enough in it to be able to to have it even be an option, which is which is very <laughs> funny, right? Like that's amazing. Okay, so here here's what he said: There is a fantastic energy now for some reason on the internet, particularly Tumblr. People brought, brought attention to it. I actually did consider it, but then I realized it would make B movie one less iconic. <laughs> but my kids want me to do it. A lot of people want me to do it. A lot of people that don't know what animation is want me to do it if you have any idea what animation is you'd never do it so <laughs> i can't so i can't tell if he's being sarcastic or if he's like like being sincere i really hope it's like no this movie was horrible you guys yeah. should or if you, you guys should really feel bad about one in this movie to have a fucking sequel cool. this is a movie where bees sued humanity it's 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 one of those things where it's so bad that it's good it's become one of those movies right there's a lot of movies out there where you're just like oh my god this is a slog fest but it's really fucking great right <laughs> yeah. like so i don't know man that's that'd be insane to get a B movie sequel because they would have to be equally as bad. They couldn't make a fucking good B movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like not, a, not that I don't think not that I think it's even possible to make a good B movie, but <laughs> like it would need to be as bad as B movie. Yeah, like like so like if you're gonna make a sequel to B movie, it just has to, you have to go like whole hog into it. You have to you have to make it even crazier, and weirder, and like just you you have to go for it. You just have to go for it. Dial like crank the dial up to eleven level of crazy. Yeah, I mean like this is a movie where a grown man was in a a baby walker because he got stung in the ass by a bee and not only did he get stung in the ass he presented his ass to be stung yeah he's fucking straight up just all like put it as high up in the air as he possibly could so yeah um johnny i hope you're uh i hope you're ready for b movie too my body is ready like everyone's body is ready (laughs) (laughs) but other than that um that's all i got Uh, The only other thing I would have to add in movies, um, because we were talking about reshoots for Mm -hmm. um, Suicide Squad, uh, they announced a couple weeks ago that uh, Rogue One, uh, a Star Wars story, uh, would be be getting four, I believe they said two to four weeks of reshoots. Um, I think a lot of people were uh, looking at that and being concerned. 
I wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. Well, I, honestly, I think Disney's going to do everything in their power to keep Star Wars alive and good for as long mm-hmm. as they can. Um, if they're doing a reshoot, it's either because something didn't make sense the first time they mm-hmm. shot it, or maybe they want to redo a certain shot or something. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I would say world calm down a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure this is going to turn out. Just I fine. think it probably like a continuity thing. A lot of times uh, reshoots are done are for continuity sake. Right. So like say like uh, you know they realize they have to do an extra scene and so and so cut their hair. Right. You know then it's like okay gotta go and reshoot these parts with so and so and their haircut. Yeah. Which is you know totally fine. I'd rather have them take the time to do something like that than try and push it off like yeah. nothing is happening. Also, kind of helps that they have a decent track record of making decent of making pretty good movies. So uh, there's uh, yeah there's not like a big cause of alarm for for these guys making reshoots yeah. at the moment. It's like did they give like an actual reason or did they just announce they, they were just doing said it? They were doing reshoots. Um, they didn't give a reason for it. So, like I said, I wouldn't be too concerned. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were kind of fussing around on the internet about it, but nah, I think it's fine. Um, still slated for a December release. I don't think the release date's changed at all. So, which means they're not like important reshoots or extensive things. Right. They're not. They're, ex- they're definitely not extensive. Um, other than that, I don't think we've got anything else to talk about, man. I think we're all wrapped up for the day. Um. As always, you can uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can shoot us an email in case you we said something dumb. Uh, in I the menus podcast. The podcast. <laughs> yeah, in the menus podcast at gmail dot com. Um, you know, I said find us on Facebook. We're on Stitcher, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you can get your uh, your podcast. We're there. Um, well, other than that, we should be back next week. Next week, we should have uh, our E3 uh, coverage. Yeah. Uh, everything that's announced. So expect a lot of game-heavy stuff next week. Um, week after that, we'll probably have a bonus bonus block because uh, we're going to be out of town that week. Yeah. Um, but on that, a uh, good couple things in the future, man. We're recording during E3, so we, we've been watching some E3 stuff in, in during break. our break yeah. and stuff. Um I'm excited to talk about it. A lot of it oh, yeah. looks really nice. At least yeah. what we've seen so far. So yeah, so far, like some really cool stuff is headed our way, and I'm really hoping to get back into gaming more than what I am now. Right. So uh, I'm, oh, I'm so, hoping this year is going to be the year to bring in like a shit ton of games I want to play. So our plan, unless uh, unless there's like some really big gaming news. Or not gaming news, movie news next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan to kind of have it focus more so all yeah. on E3. We'll uh, before we record, we'll sit and watch all the trailers, uh, go through them one by one, and you know, kind of give us the thoughts on everything that's going on. Man, I mean, it's going to be an insane year this year. Yeah. Um, not to mention, we're going to fucking finally see Zelda, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. Um, all right, but uh, make sure you tune in next week. We'll have that um, for you uh, middle of the week. Uh, if I feel inspired enough, maybe I'll post something online, a little write up of like, oh, this is what happened at E3 today. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, other than that, we'll see you guys next week. So uh, we'll see you guys then. Okay.